Good morning and welcome to our service from the Burnham Benefice this morning, which comes from uh, St Mary's Westgate. It is the 19th of July and the 6th Sunday after Trinity. After a short moment of quiet, we will have an introductory piece from Henrietta. Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us then confess our sins in penitence and in faith, firmly resolve to keep God's commandments, and to live in love and in peace with all. Most merciful God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we confess that we have sinned, in thought, word, and deed. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbours as ourselves. In your mercy, forgive what we have been, help us to amend what we are, and direct what we shall be, that we may do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with you, our God. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, Heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy upon us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. And the collect for the sixth Sunday after Trinity. Merciful God, 
you have prepared for those who love you such good things as pass our understanding. Pour into our hearts such love toward you, that we, loving you in all things and above all things, may obtain your promises, which exceed all that we can desire. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading this morning is taken from Isaiah, chapter 44, verses 6 to 8. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last. Besides me there is no God. Who is like me? Let them proclaim it, let them declare and set it forth before me. Who has announced from of old the things to come? Let them tell us what is yet to be. Do not fear or be afraid. Have I not told you from of old and declared it? You are my witnesses. Is there any God besides me? There is no other rock. I know not one. Our second reading is from Romans chapter 8. Brothers and sisters, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If in fact we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not of its own will, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labour pains until now, and not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what is seen? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Jesus put before the crowd another parable. The kingdom of heaven 
may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat, and they went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. The slave said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No, for in gathering the weeds you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest, and at harvest time I will tell the reapers, Collect the weeds first, and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Then Jesus left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples approached him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers. And they will then throw them into the furnace of the fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Let anyone with ears... Listen, this is the Gospel of Christ. Now I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In hope we are saved. The dictionary definition of hope is to cherish a desire with some expectation of fulfilment. It goes on to add, incidentally, that the expectation is for something good to happen. Now, hope is one of the three theological virtues memorably enumerated by Paul in his letter to the Corinthians. And now, faith, hope and love abide, these three, and the greatest of these is love. It is never suggested by the early writers that these exist independently but rather that they are interdependent one upon another. In art, when these are personified, they are almost always shown together, often on funerary monuments. Love sometimes has wings, is always surrounded by children, and frequently with a cornucopia and maybe flames. Faith is shown with a cross or a chalice, and hope is seen in an attitude of prayer, looking heavenwards, and quite often depicted with an anchor, for hope is considered to hold you steady. George Herbert, in his poem, echoes this idea in his first lines. I gave to hope a watch of mine, but he an anchor gave to me. And how in these days we need an anchor, for the doomsayers are in full throat, predicting a winter of plague, 
and, and influenza to end all winters, such that hearing the morning news bulletin, you just want to put your head back under the duvet. We're hoping now for a vaccine, a treatment, a cure, a low incidence of infection, and we hope that all these come soon. Hope in Christian terms is the fruit of believing in the ceaseless creative activity of God. And this is surely what we need to help us now, God's creativity, when everything seems so bleak. You will notice, I hope, that I have switched seamlessly from hope to faith, with hardly an intake of breath, for hope is the obvious fruit of our faith. As Paul wrote, For all we who are led by the Spirit are children of God, and we did not receive the Spirit of God to fall back into fear. We do not in our Christian life hope insubstantially or trivially, as I've been hoping, for example, that Patrick will come to visit. Not that he is insubstantial or trivial, nor his visit. But this is not the biblical hope that Paul means. His biblical hope is a shorthand for unconditional certainty. Paul is speaking of Jesus' promise of eternal life. I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory to be revealed to us. Paul is certain of the life to come and of its splendour because, of course, he is certain of God's love. Because God loves us, God would offer nothing less. And so we can hope for it. Now, it is true that I did not know if Patrick would come. So it meets Paul's explanation. He says, now what is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what is seen? We must then hope for what we do not see. For in hope we are saved. Not that hope is a noisy thing. But with faith and love, it is always there. Emily Dickinson wrote this. Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. And sweetest in the gale is heard, and sore must be the storm that could bash the little bird that kept so many warm. I have heard it in the chillest land and on the strangest sea, yet never in extremity it asked a crumb of me. Amen. We believe in one God the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is, seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things are made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. 
For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, and we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world, and let us thank God for his goodness to us. Lord, we thank you for your church throughout the world, and we thank you that we can meet together here in this place to pray and receive communion. We keep in our hearts and minds those places of worship which have not been able to open yet, and we pray for them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we bring your world before you, mindful of our failure to be good keepers of all that you have given us. We pray for all those parts of the planet which are especially fragile, thinking, amongst others, of habitats of forest, mountains, the steppes, the plains and the oceans. Help us to learn to live humbly and gently with the lightest of steps. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, as we anxiously follow the developments of COVID-19 around the world, direct your servants and those leaders of the nations that we may jointly and severally do the right things together and for one another. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all who come to our villages and shorelines for relaxation and holidays. Let them find in the beauty of this place peace, rest and quietness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray for those who we know who are ill, remembering the many who we don't know, who are known only to you. Among those we keep in our hearts and on our minds this morning are baby Freddie, Mandy and Jill, and also Tom. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for those who we love but who we do not see. And we give thanks now for those who have recently died, praying for the friends and families of Michael Hall-Smith, Bill Offord, Pat Jennings, Doug Webdale, Martin Ayres and Douglas Codman. Lord, lighten our steps as we walk through this world. And particularly, Lord, show the path and the way for those who are grieving. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
Almighty God, who has placed your love before us, grant us your grace that we may harbour no resentments nor anger in our hearts, but that we should always try to find the way of peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Now we join together in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. The God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ Jesus, establish, strengthen, and settle you in the faith. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be among you, be with all those you love, and remain with you always. Amen. <laughs>